James for three. Bang! At the buzzer! We're talking about practice. We aren't talking about practice, but we are talking about everything NBA. So welcome to the fourth uh, ever podcast of the Buckets and Beards podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Foss, and with me as always is George, and we might as well just get this started, mate, because I can see the drinks sitting there, uh, and you've, you've got another one for me. That root beer last week was absolutely horrendous it was disgraceful i never thought that you could mix a cola based beverage with listerine and that people would actually buy it so this week we've gone for something in a similar realm in that it's an american beverage and we should say it is unofficial sponsor. absolutely unofficial it is our unofficial beverage sponsor of the show for this week because obviously there'll be another one next week um tonight we're going with another zero sugar beverage but we're going with a Dr. Pepper and cream soda. And cream soda. And cream soda for you to try. So, look, let's just hope it's better than last week's effort. But, um... Hang on, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. All right. How is it natural and artificial flavors? Dude, how would I know? I, I'm just... It doesn't make I, sense. It makes me. zero sense whatsoever. But, look, we'll give it a bash. Yeah. It's got to be better than the root beer. Cheers. Cheers. Don't hate that. Yeah. Don't hate that. I think this one will actually get consumed. This this one's going to get finished. Yeah. No, that's much better. So that's our, uh, again, very, very unofficial beverage sponsor for tonight. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Give it a try. Zero sugar. Look it up. Yeah. Give it a shot. Um, in this form, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach and um, join the Miami Heat. Well, after our little break there between segments by uh, LBJ, we're going to get into our top three like we have been doing the last couple of episodes. Uh, so, George, start us off. The Warriors. That's where I want to start this week. The Warriors. The Warriors. They have not been good. Now, I know we spoke about it with, with Draymond being suspended for putting Rudy Gobert in a headlock. Five games probably well-deserved. I know his reputation probably precedes him with things like this, but it's not a great look when you're putting someone in a headlock on the court. While we're mentioning that, just quickly, Rudy Gobert got fined 25 grand for that as well. And so did uh, Clay and McDaniels as well. Yeah, crazy. Just someone put you in a headlock and... And you get 25 But apparently also Gobert was choking Clay, but I don't don't know about that. Allegedly. Yeah, anyway... Okay, so look, Warriors are struggling. They've lost, I think it's their last five games. They've got Steph out injured. You've got Wiggins and Clay shooting the ball terribly. Is this something we can expect for them to going forward or is this something they can turn around? Um, I think, it, especially with Steve Kerr at the helm um, and the players that they've got, they can turn it around and make that finals run kind of like what they did last year um, where they were pretty average during the season and just really pushed towards the end of the year um, when everyone starts to get healthy. Um, I have never been a massive fan of Clay Thompson, but coming back from his injuries, he isn't the same player. He's had some horrible leg he injuries. He is not the same player he's he definitely was. not. 
His his shot isn't the same. His his confidence isn't there right now. He looked shattered on the bench the other day where he had you know, five points on it was like two of twelve shooting or something like that. Like yeah, he he's due for a breakout game, but when are we gonna see it? Yeah. Um and Wiggins, he had that good year when he was twenty twenty two was yeah, twenty twenty two was his good season. Questionable all star. Look, questionable all star, but he was legitimately their second best player oh, in the finals. He was balling out. So you, and he has always been a player who's been um, always been re- like thought of as being the next coming of LeBron. He was going to be the man coming out of college and he couldn't live up to the hype. And I think going to the Warriors playing behind Steph, he was able to find a role where he played well. But I'll put this to you. He played amazing. He got paid. And now we're starting to see a bit of a drop off. Something obviously happened last year when he was away from the team. They've not really said in a lot of detail what that was. I thought it was a illness in the family. Yeah, personal reasons, that yeah. sort of thing. But they haven't really gone into too much about it. So does does he want to keep playing? That, that's my question at the moment. Yeah, he might have made his money and might want to might want to uh, retire. Yeah, maybe. But you, know, you have Bob Myers stepping down as well. He was someone that could really communicate with Draymond and seem to be able to keep him under control to a certain extent when he's not busy punching his teammates or putting opposition players in headlocks. So I think I think you're right. I think they can turn it around, but you've got to get everyone on the right page. You've got to get Clay shooting the ball well. You've got to get Wiggins engaged and you've got to get CP3 back on the bench so that he can do what he's there to and do. And you can't have CP3 uh, get injured. With his dodgy Look, hamstrings. We all know he's going to pull a hamstring in the playoffs. He's going to pull That's a, a given. But just putting this out there, do they need someone like a Dwight Howard, for example, because they don't have a lot of size behind Looney? Well, I think there's a bit of wear and tear going on Looney at the moment yeah. too because he is having to play big minutes for them yeah. because so they are a small team. Do, do they need some more size? It wouldn't hurt. I don't think it would hurt because most teams do have a decent center these days. Oh, look, you, you put them up against Denver. Joker just he, he, the Joker's going to love that. He's going to have a field day. Draymond thinks he can shut him down, but we all know he can't. No, he's not. He's just not big enough. He's strong enough, but he's not big enough. Yeah. So that's my that's my number three. What have you got? All right. So my number three, um, and I know we've talked about them before, and whether they're just going to coast through, and that is uh, the Miami Heat. And I'm actually digging how they're playing at the moment. They got three players. Uh, averaging 20 plus points so they got Tyler Hero at 22.9 uh, Bam at 22.8 and uh, Jimmy Buckets at 21.9 so three players playing over 20 um, steal of the draft I reckon is uh, Jamie go on spit it out Varquez Jr <laughs> not bad not bad not bad yeah I'll play Triple that J, Triple yeah, J Triple J is what J. they're calling him um, he's they a winner they did steal man. that off Jaron Jackson Jr as well yeah, I know, out there. he's a winner he no look absolutely is and and you're right like I know Hero's turned an ankle, yep. Um, so that's gonna limit them a little bit. But they're, they're flat out balling. Can they got one of the best coaches in the league? As long as Jimmy can stay on the court, but they've probably got arguably the most underrated player in the NBA in Bam. Yeah, um, he's just going under the radar. He's doing what Bam does. He he's putting putting up points. He's getting boards. Um, one player I want to touch on at the moment as well who has had his ups and downs in the NBA, is uh, Mr. Duncan Robinson. Agreed. He's he's shooting the ball. He's found us where it, It's Miami Heat culture. It's the Miami Heat culture of that work ethic that you need to just keep working hard at your game 
and you're going to get minutes because he came into the league, tall, lanky shooter. That's That was it. Absolutely. Now he's cutting to the basket. He's grabbing rebounds. He's getting assists. He's playing defense and he's still doing that knockdown shooter. Like he had a breakout game for like 26 or 29 points the other day. I feel like last year in the conference finals, maybe, he played himself back into that rotation. Oh, now, I know, now, I know Tyler Hero got hurt and, yep. and they really missed him when he had his wrist injury. They didn't really have a lot of other options. They went to Robinson, but he did his job. He, he shot the ball. He hustled. And as you say, he's slashing. He's getting on the glass. He's doing all those things now. that's half of what the NBA is. It's just opportunity. Absolutely. And he made the and most of his opportunity. And he got that opportunity. opportunity. And now he's got that opportunity again yeah. this season. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, look, I'm going to jump over the top now and go to number two in the West. OKC, a team that here in Australia, they probably get a little bit more coverage because of Josh Giddy. Yep. But ultimately, they're flying under everyone's radar. In their last... Look, they're 10-4 and four overall. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. SGA is playing at an all-star level. Chet is still a little bit of a roller coaster, but he is, you know, he's having some really good games and he's absolutely contributing on both ends of the court. Giddy probably hasn't been as good as we know he can be, but he's still doing his job. His offense is developing, and that's what they need him to He's starting to, to shoot the ball a bit better. He's starting to shoot the ball a bit better. And he's, he's still, always had the... Um, the vision is incredible. The vision, he always had the vision... He's a six foot eight guard, so he can rebound. We know he can rebound. Um, it's just putting that ball in that uh, basket. I, I know he's still only a, a, a young pup, but you know he, he's one of those guys that can effectively be a walking triple double with his, as you say, with his height, with his vision, and now if he can start putting that scoring in and just develop that little bit of consistency, he, he's going to get paid in the years to come. But he's also going to be an all star. I really like uh, Jalen Williams' game too. Again, another great player who just does their job, flies yep. under the radar. Um, the one that starts for them, not the other two. Not the other ones on the bench, absolutely. But you've also got, again, Lou Dort, who had a great FIBA tournament, but he's now playing well. Is it uh, Isaiah Joe? Isaiah Joe is shooting the heck he out of the ball. He is a shooter. He is shooting a shooter. the heck out of it. He was Did, 7 of 7, seven, seven triple the other day. And I looked at stats early today, and when I looked, he was 4-4 four four. now. I don't yeah. know what it was because I didn't see the end of the game. But, like, if you got that coming off the bench, look yeah. out. Lights look out. out. All right, number two for me, and I'm just going to throw this out at the start. Hornets still suck. But LaMelo Ball, LaMelo. last five games, balling out. Yeah, LaMelo's been legit. Like, I know the NBA have said, mate, you need to cover up your branding tattoos. Look, that's a whole different segment. That is a whole different segment, but you can't argue his but play on the court. Five-game stretch, 29.8 points, 6.6 boards, 8.6 assists, shooting 50% from the field and 44 from three. That's all star Where he's always been a streaky shooter. Um, but once again, like a Josh Giddy, great vision, great playmaking, um, is a tall guard. Uh, but it's always just he's been his shooting that's let him down. Um, so it's really good to see him healthy um, and actually playing. And hopefully Charlotte can start to turn it around a little bit. Oh, look, he's, he's definitely shooting at a much more efficient clip at the moment. And I think if, as you say, if he can keep that up and keep that consistency up, Charlotte can only go up from where they are. Yeah, they, they can't go any lower. No, because they've been absolutely... Actually, I think they're above Washington. Let's be honest, most... Like even some of the NBL teams here could probably beat Washington at the moment, but that's again, that's a whole different story. Um, for me, the the number one thing in the West this week has been the resurgence of the Kings. 
Yep. They they've actually, you know, they, they look like they were going to struggle early in the season. Again, Darren Fox was hurt. Harrison Barnes has been slumping a little bit. Kevin Hoyter's shooting wasn't great. But this last last week, they've had some really good wins. They got another good win today. Um, they're seven and three in their last ten. And like again, Darren Fox is playing at a ridiculous level. All star. All star level. You put him with Sabonis. And like, that's a great tandem. Like, Where, obviously, they've still got more young guys that are developing, but I do think I do think Fox uh, was overlooked for the All Star last year. Oh, once and again, he, different topic. And he'll probably get overlooked for it again this season because Chris Paul will get picked. Small market, small but, market team. But Sacramento again, they they've had a really sneaky good week. They've had some good wins, and if they can continue this, they're a genuine top three, top four team yeah. in the West. Hundred percent. Um. My next one is the uh, Orlando Magic. Um, and I'm just going to do a quick shade out to uh, Jakey Marshall, uh, his team, the Orlando Magic. Uh, already talked about them. Very young core. Uh, but just, I love the way they play. They are, they have young guys that are working together to develop their game and just um, are, are very fun to watch. I watched uh, highlights of their game the other day. Um, six players in one game, 13 plus points. Um, obviously led by Bancaro, former number one pick. Um, but Jalen Suggs is playing well. You've got both Wagners playing well now. Um, and yeah, got shout out to Joe Ingles playing almost 20, uh, 20 minutes a game off the bench for him. Look, I agree with everything you've said. Yeah. I, th- I, I really like Bancaro's game. Look, they're, they're not going to win as many games. No, they're still they young. Should. They're, they're, still, they're young. still very young. You, you know, Slow-mo Joe is literally the old man of the team. Yeah. But they have a very young core. It's going to be another one of those teams that in a couple of years are really going to press for contention in the East. So our mate Freddie has has got on a good team. And and I think think they've they've got a lot of potential. They've got a good young coach. um, And they they keep developing what they're doing. They're going to be be really good. Might have to get Jakey in to have a a talk about him. Wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. No way Clay should have been ejected. That was ridiculous. Um, that is ridiculous. But do you know what else is ridiculous, Foss? This that? Dr. Pepper with cream soda. I'm actually enjoying our unofficial drink sponsor tonight. Yeah, look, I'm, I, th- I think I'm halfway through my can. Uh, that makes two of us. But um, If anyone was wondering, last week, the uh, A&W root beer, we tipped down the sink. It was disgusting. So, yeah. But this one, I like it. Anyway, enough about our unofficial drink sponsor for tonight. Tell me something about the Chicago Bulls. All right. We're doing a spotlight. We're doing a spotlight on a couple of teams that we haven't really touched on much recently. Bulls and Nuggets. Bulls and Nuggets. Um, And because I'm the East guy, um, yeah, Chicago. Struggling. They're trash. They are trash. Why are they trash though? Because they pay too much money for players that don't fit in the right system. They've got a coach that they pulled from the college ranks that isn't up to it at NBA level. The front office are twiddling their thumbs, hoping that stuff's just going to work out. And it's not going to work out. They've thrown too much money at Vucevic. They threw too much money at Alex Caruso. You've got a lot invested in Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. And it just does not work. Okay, well, segment over. Oh, thanks. Thanks, George. I got you covered. Um... Look, don't disagree with anything that you said there. Because um, as they are, Levine, highest paid player on the team at the moment, almost $40 million Which is huge for his production. Way, he way is too not much. efficient and consistent got, enough for that sort of money. DeMar, DeRozan, second, $28 million, but he's on an expiring contract, so it's the last year of his contract this year. 
that, that was a good idea to explain that for our listeners too, because I know a few people that don't know a lot about the NBA that listen to us, so they'll appreciate that. Um, DeMar was really good last season. His mid-range game was on point, but so far this first 10, 11 games that they've played, his mid-range game has struggled. Yeah. Um, and obviously you got Lonzo Ball, who's in there, hasn't played in coming up on his third season. That's huge. Um, that is a huge And loss. we talked about this in our first cast when we did the rankings and all that sort of stuff. And like he was a consistent shooter, excellent passer, kind of like his brother, a bit streaky. Um, but he was filling a role for them that they needed because he was the only ball brother that plays defense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I think that can't be overlooked is how much they're missing him. Yeah. They did have Pat Bev there for a little while, yep. but now he's gone. But you look at it and go who's who's controlling that locker room but they're paying they're paying ball uh 20 million a season to just sit on the bench and rehab yeah and and they'll get disabled player exemptions if they haven't yep. already so that they can sign someone else but but they they as you said they dissed out for Vucevic as well he's 18 million a season and I'm pretty sure he's still got like four years on his yeah contract. they just re-signed him yeah, too, like I reckon. just re-signed um and 10 million for Caruso who is not the player that he was at the Lakers so, or is that the LeBron effect? Nah, look, probably a little bit because even like we said, I think it was last week when when I mentioned just Austin Reeves real quickly and said, you know, moving him to the bench has been a really good thing for him this season already. Yep. But yeah, you know, he had a really good season in LA, got paid. Caruso had a really good season in LA. He's that energy dude off the bench. Yeah, he's got the got the hops, got the crowd going, and then the Bulls have just thrown bank at him. Yeah. Um. So stats at the moment, so they are. 29th in the NBA in points per game. Trash. So they're not scoring the ball. Um, they're probably not shooting very well. They're 24th in rebounds per game, wow. even though they dished out for Vucevic. Who, wow. Okay. And they are 8th in allowing opponents points per game. Yeah, right. So you're not going to win games. You're not going to win many games with those sort of statistics. No. I know we've talked about for doing a, a separate podcast about maybe you know, redrafting some draft classes. Yeah. I feel like the Bulls would love to be able to repick uh, a draft pick a couple of years ago when they picked Patrick Williams. They thought he was yeah. going to be this beast out of college. And again, it just hasn't worked for them as well. Yeah. So let's just have a bit of a backstory here because we both agree that they need to start blowing it up. 100%. Because they're starting to head in the wrong direction. 100%. So we go back as far as 2017. So 2017 to 2019, they finished 13th for those two seasons. Mm -hmm. Got a bit better. 19 to 21, they finished 11th for those two seasons. Um, and then last year, made the playoffs first time in, I think, about six years. Um Finished sixth overall, so middle of the road, um, but then got blown out by the Bucks in the first round. They're heading in the wrong direction. Yep. They're, they're, they're come, it's almost like they've come up, they've peaked, they're going the other way. Aging star in DeRozan. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously, like you just mentioned, no Lonzo. Have they overpaid for Vooch? You know, those draft picks that they sent to Orlando for Vucevic, I'm pretty sure turned into one, if not both, of the Wagner brothers. Yeah. And like, like you look at that and you think, wow, like you put them in a different uniform. And I feel feel like Levine just doesn't have a great mindset either. Like he's I don't attitude, think he wants to be there. He doesn't want to be there. I, I think I think that you nailed it. They they've got to start blowing it up. Yeah. So got a couple of trade ideas for you though. Let's go. Because I mean I've been thinking about this. So 
What they could do is they could send Alex Crusoe to Denver mm-hmm. for Reggie Jackson, the 2030 first round pick, um, and two nobodies from their bench. Yep. Helps Denver, even though Denver is quite strong still. But Denver got rid of Brown over the summer. Well, he left as a free agent. Yep. Um, so that gives them another wing defender, hustle player, which is something that will help them maybe secure their second um, championship. And and look, you, know, you look at that and again, we're going to touch on Denver in a minute. But yeah, that, that could certainly be... If you were GM though, would you pull the trigger? Yeah, off? I think you would. As, as Denver, absolutely. And yep. I think as Chicago, like you said, if, if you're blowing it up, you may as well blow it the heck up and get as much draft capital back as you can and or and or expiring deals as back as you can so that you really can start afresh as fast as possible. Yeah. Second trade scenario, we have the Grizz, who's big man, um, went down and at Steve, the Adams. Steve Adams yep. with his knee injury. Um, Again, one so, of my most favorite players in the NBA. Yep. Um, but Vucevic to the Grizz. Sure. For Luke Kennard and Zoya Williams and a protected lottery pick in 2029. See, I don't hate that. Zaire Williams is a decent prospect. Luke Kennard, you know, he, he's a bit of a journeyman Street. at this point in his career, but he's, yeah, he'll, he'll give you something. Yeah. But you're getting draft capital. Flat out shoot the ball. You're getting draft capital and you're getting out of Vucevic's contract. Yep. So I don't hate that. Um, so you'd pull the trigger on that one too? I think for both teams, yeah, because Memphis are garbage because of Jar's suspension and all of the injuries. So if you can get a big man in that can rebound and score and maybe take some of that pressure off of Jaron Jackson Jr., assuming that they can play alongside each other, yeah, why not? And the last one I've got is DeMar DeRozan to Miami. So this one has been talked about a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's either DeRozan or Levine. Mm -hmm. They've both been um, in talks in the media about, oh, Miami's a great spot for him, blah, 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 because Miami wants to offload Larry. They don't want to get rid of him. And so they'd give up Lowry a 2026 second round pick and a 2029 first round swap between the two okay. teams. So it depends who's going to be finishing higher. I, again, I think if if you Chicago in that situation, I'm pulling the trigger maybe if it's Levine going because yep. of the size of his contract. DeMar DeRozan, I'm probably not because he's an expiring deal. And if you're not getting back a first round pick in itself as Chicago, I'm not doing that one. Okay. Um, and then last one, I don't have this one down, but I actually read about this this afternoon, is Zion's not happy at the Pals. That has been whispered. Has been whispered. Um, and they could just do a straight swap for uh, Williamson and Levine. Oh, if, if, look, if you're Chicago, you do that every day of the week. Yeah. If you're the Pelicans, hell no. Yeah. Could you imagine putting B.I. next to Zach Levine? You'd have no defense. So, no, I'm not doing that one. But I want to throw one at you. Okay. All right, so Zach Levine has come out in the media or through his representatives and basically said, Chicago are not competitive enough. So he wants out. He's listed, like, the Lakers, the Heat, Toronto a bunch of other teams as, you know, even Sacramento was one, you know, someone that's a bit of a, you know, essentially a contender that he wants to go to. Now I know that there's a whole bunch of players that can't be traded until some middle of December, some middle of January, depending on when they signed their contracts. So I'll, I'll put this to you. Caruso, Levine, 
and or DeRozan to the Lakers for D'Lo, Rui Hachimura. I did see this one. And something else. I did see this one. That's, now again, if you're Chicago, you're getting out of a whole bunch of contracts, but you are taking back salary too because Rui and D'Lo are just re-signed. But you get a whole lot younger. You get players with a fresh start. Just putting it out there. Look, um, oh, that's yeah, that's a tough one. It's a big one. I, I mean, one. if you've got Zach Levine, who's already saying basically, I don't want to be here. I think at some point you have to trade him. At least if he goes to the Lakers, LeBron probably will start to make him pull his head in a little bit. You'd think so. And you know what? What's one thing? LeBron that, will have control of that locker room. Naturally, where who has control of the locker room in Chicago? No one. They had I a did, players only hear, meeting after the first I did game. Hear his, um, story the other day where LeBron, um, Levine actually threw a chair that accidentally hit Demar Derozan in the locker room or something like that. Like ridiculous. Like <laughs> man, that's like, that is one of the funniest stories I've heard. Almost like Gilbert Arenas bringing in uh, unsolicited things into the locker room that got yeah. himself suspended for an entire season, but. I think at some point Levine's got to go, this like, and soon. Yeah. Um. I I, I do think they'll I know probably. Why New York Knickerbockers are interested. They shouldn't be. I know that we shouldn't. The be only way, way, if I'm if I'm the Knicks, the only way I'm making that trade is if you not give up any of your starters. If yep. you can, if you can trade Fournier as your your salary piece to make that as close as possible. If we're not giving up starters, we'd have to give up quickly. Maybe I don't like that personally. If you could, if you could do Fournier. And garbage pieces with a draft pick. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It gives it would give the Knicks a whole lot more depth. It would give them another scorer. But does it? It does it. Does it make them better overall? No. So. So. But I think Levine's got to go. That, that that's my oh. my my take on what you're saying with the Bulls. I'm 100% agreeance, and I feel like we are in agreeance. Bulls blow it up. Absolutely. All right, George. So we've uh, gone over the Bulls. Now, another team we haven't touched on much is the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, look, I probably don't have as much to say about the Nuggets as what we did yeah, look, that uh, with Chicago. Went a bit longer than but I think there's just a lot more to, to unpack with Chicago at the moment when you've got disgruntled players and, and a, a somewhat dysfunctional front office. When you look at Denver, they're almost the opposite. Like their front office just cruises along doing its thing. They've just um, re-signed Coach Malone to a to an extension. You never hear anything negative coming out of the locker room in Denver. The, the biggest thing you hear at the moment this season is, oh, they, they lost Bruce Brown to Indiana and, and Jeff Green left and went to Houston. But has it affected them? That, that's all you hear. So you look at that and go, No. The biggest thing that's affecting them at the moment is Jamal Murray's injury. Yeah, they're still uh, they they. Is there a time frame on his injury? Yeah, he's he's I due back. He's due back at the end of the month. They're still cruising along. They're third in the West, nine and four overall. They did get. I don't want to say they were necessarily robbed. But the NBA has come out and said that their game against the Pelicans, there was a mistake made in the last couple of minutes that potentially cost them a possession. Yeah, right. Which may very well have either taken the game into overtime or given them a chance to win. But that's neither here nor there at the moment because you can't turn back the clock. 
the concern I have with Denver. Tell me. Are there stars? So Aaron Gordon, Porter Jr., Joker, KCP, are these guys playing too many minutes? Yes. Are they going to have to continue playing these minutes? Are they going to break down? Are they going to burn out? I feel like Aaron Gordon could be affected um, as he has had knee problems in the past and he is starting to age a bit more. He needs a haircut. No, he's the predator. He's the new he predator. He is the predator. He with Chris Bosch. He is legitimately the predator. Um, but Joker, I feel like the Joker plays slow enough and blow the rim enough that... The Joker plays his own matter. game at his own pace. At his own pace. Every it doesn't week. matter about his minutes that he's playing because no. he... Look, um, he's just, only playing about 35, 36 minutes a game at the moment anyway, which isn't horrendous. If he's getting much higher than that, you might be a little bit concerned. Yeah, that's nothing for the for a former two-time MVP. Yeah, so... But Porter Jr. is the one with the back issues. Back issues. Aaron Gordon's had knee injuries. They've him, already lost Jamal Murray to a soft tissue. It's a hamstring. That could flare so up So Porter again. Jr. playing lots of minutes with his history. His body it's not ideal. It's not ideal, that's for sure. Yeah. So the... Christian Braun Brown again. We, we never agree on how to say his name. He he's been good. He's been solid off the bench, but he's perhaps not jumped as we expected. Yeah. You got Reggie Jackson playing more minutes than anyone would have expected, but again, that's because of Jamal injuries. Murray's injury. Injuries. Um. So does that does that deplete their depth a little bit? Um. Yeah. Obviously. Like you have Reggie Jackson in there to run your second unit. Yeah. Like, who's who's your uh, their third string point guard. I wouldn't have a clue. No, neither. So, so or are they having to run more Joker as a center point guard? Sort your, of? your point forward type thing. Yeah, point Dr- forward. Like Draymond does for the Warriors. Yeah. I think so. I think you're having to do that to try and spell players. And, you know, they're only, they're probably only going eight deep, maybe nine if it's a blowout. Yeah. You know, DeAndre Jordan's not getting on the court, you know, as your backup. Good as you back up to Joker. He's not playing, really. So that that's my concern. I think Denver are just doing Denver things. They're they're really tough to beat at home, which is which is normal. Um I did look into their uh in season tawny jerseys. The the number on the front, the five two four oh I think it is or five two eight or whatever it is. Postcode. Nope. It's meters above sea level. Because of the high altitude. Makes sense. Mm. Which might play into their fitness though. Yeah, and training, playing at that height, that play, altitude. They they do talk about about that being a thing, but again, you know, is, it, exactly right. And you know, is that the same as going into Phoenix and going, oh, it's hot outside? Like yeah. you wouldn't have thought it'd make a huge amount of difference. But I think they're just going to keep doing what they do, and and people don't really pay a lot of attention to them because they don't need to. You don't hear. Oh, things. I've paid no attention to their season this year. But you think about it in the off-season, right? Who are the teams that we heard the most about? Okay, obviously the Spurs because of getting the number one pick in, in Wemby. Miami. Miami because they were after Dame and it never happened. Bucks. Because they were after Portland. Dame and they got him. And then Portland because they got rid of Dame. Boston. Boston because then they got the Unicorn and then they got Drew. And then the Lakers because they're the Lakers. And then the Clippers because of Harden. And then Philly because getting rid of Harden. Like that's all you hear about. And Denver have just cruised. Just going under the radar, mate. They, like I said, there's no no dysfunction in the locker room. Again, like we touched on the Bulls just a minute ago. And, you know, the Bulls had a team meeting after the first game. Yeah. Like, that's unheard of. So and Joker is putting up um, 
MVP numbers. You, you gave us some wonderful statistics in the last uh, segment. So Joker stats for you at the moment. 30 points, 14 boards, nine dimes, a steal and a block in 35 minutes. It's ridiculous. Yeah. For probably, arguably, you know, the best player in the world. For a kid that used to drink three liters of Coca-Cola a yeah, week. He was, tra- he was treating himself. Yeah. But as we just said, he plays at his own play pace. He's he's never really rushed. He's not a overly emotional player. Like you might you might seem to get a bit frustrated himself, but he's not chirping at the refs really. You know, he's not putting players in headlocks. Like Denver but don't they that, don't make any headlines. And I, I think that, this is why they cruise. Is it because they're a small market team though? Look, that's yeah, but they're Dude, they're the reigning champions. And? But you, you're right. They're small market, but they just don't make any headlines because they, they don't... Joe would rather go talk about his horse. Exactly. Exactly. They come out in the media and they, they're talking to, to Joker about the hard, uh, hardened trade to the Clippers. And Joker's response is like, yeah, yeah, I, I might know how to fix it and how to get it to work, but that ain't my job. Yeah. And he don't care. He just moves on to the next one. Like you said, he, he, he's more concerned about what his, his horses are doing. But buckets. Exactly, but he's more worried about what his horses are doing back in Serbia. But I think they're a great team. They seem to be a really functioning um, franchise with, like I said, small market, yep, but also they don't make any headlines. And it was, like, great fit for Aaron Gordon. We've talked about that. Um, Resurgence career. It's great to see uh, Michael Porter Jr. Getting uh, healthy. Getting healthy and playing well because he can flat-out shoot it. I absolutely can. But look, puts up some bad shots. I course. think his shot selection needs to get a bit better. Of course. But look, you could say the same thing for Richard Jackson at the moment. If it wasn't for him going to Denver, there's every chance he'd be out of the league. Well, he was out of the league before he went to the Clippers. Yeah, and then he got traded. So you look at that and go, perhaps you know that, that's that been something that saved his career too. Yeah. Um, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. And now I think about it like they are going under the radar like I have not been paying attention to them whatsoever no and I, I think a lot of people probably haven't because again like I said you haven't needed to no. I don't necessarily think that they're going to win the West but I wouldn't be surprised if they did they're a team that just has no um, what's the word I'm looking for there's no obvious flaw there's no flaw and there's no drama they're a no drama team they just go out there night by night and they just play basketball no dramas no choking people um, no fights in the locker room it's the just the only drama you get with Denver is Coach Malone smack talking the Lakers in the press after they win the championship and if that's the worst you've got to put up with I think you're doing alright I actually loved Malone oh it's fantastic after the championship I think he I th- literally was like parting with the team and was just like the biggest loose unit. I reckon we need, we need to find that sound clip to use as one of our little segment breaks as well with some of the stuff he was saying in their, uh, in their parade, but you're right. There's, there's no drama. There's no players punching walls and breaking their hands. There's no one trying to yeah, choke out other opposition players. If they can get healthy and stay healthy through the season. Does that come down to their style though? No drama because he's a no yeah, drama. Star. He's no fuss. He's, he's just, just no fuss. he just does his thing. He literally if, rocks up in jean shorts and a t shirt to half their game. But you, you saw when they won the chip and they're like, oh, you know, how excited are you? you get to celebrate? He's just like, nah, cool. I get to go home now. Yeah, I, like, I played an extra three months of basketball and missed out on how many horse races. Yeah, like you know, the, like you said, it's just it seems to be just such a, a chilled unit. The whole, all of them, not just Joker, but all of them. But we touched on this on episode one as well that their core was still there yeah. and 
they have that championship pedigree now to win it again. Joker's in his prime. He's 28 years old. And he's look at the end, if he can keep getting better. Yeah. He can keep improving his consistency and his efficiency and those sorts of things. So you get them healthy. They're, they're every chance to go all the way again. Yeah. We are seeing a superstar in the making here with Paul George. All right, Foss. I want to throw some things at you real quick. And all I'm looking for is like four word answers. Righto. All right. So here's the premise. Okay. I'm going to give you every team in the league. Yep. And I want you to tell me one issue that they're having at this point in the season. So it can be a player hasn't developed the way they anticipated. It could be someone's shooting poorly. It could be a defensive scheme, something like that. You got it? You good? All right. Hawks, Atlanta. Um, Trey Young, ice cold. Boston. Um, Porzingis being inconsistent. Brooklyn. Um, They suck. (laughs) A little more specific. Ben Simmons injury. Their defense sucks. Charlotte. They They suck. suck. Chicago. Um, Locker room trouble. Cleveland. Um, Health. Health. They they, they can't get their guns on the court. Dallas. Um, Two big stars trying to compete. Denver. Um, No drama. That's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Detroit. Uh, They suck. Warriors. Uh, Injuries. Houston. Uh, Too young. Indiana. Um, I don't... Transition defense. That's where they've been struggling. Yep. Clippers. Uh, James Harden. Always going to be the problem there. Lakers. Uh, Age. Yeah, fair. Memphis. Uh, Jarmorant. I was just going to say everything, but yeah, Jarmorant works too. Miami. Uh, Consistency. And and Kyle Lowry. I think he's a problem. Anywho. Milwaukee. Uh, Trying to play Lillard and Giannis. And they have no defense. Minnesota. Uh, Big Cat. Yep. Pelicans. Um, Getting everybody on the same page. Knicks. Just, they're in New York. Yeah. Okay, see. Uh, Age. Orlando. Age. Philly. Um, Putting players around a former MVP. Phoenix. Trying to have enough balls to go around. Or trying to get their big three on the actual court because Bradley Beal's been ruled out for three weeks. When they're on the court, though. Yeah. Portland. Just age. Too young? Too young. Sacramento. Um, health. San Antonio. Uh, the Wemby effect. Toronto. They're in Toronto. <laughs> Toronto is dope, man. It's a wicked city. Yeah, that's not quick fire. Come on. Oh, Utah. Um, Mark and being consistent. And Washington. Jordan Poole. He's a, a big douche. problem. Nailed it. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's all 30 teams. I don't disagree with anything that you said there. Yeah, you really put me on the spot though. I know, I didn't let you prep for this one no, at all. Did so not I, did, I had all the prep work you, for this you one. You sprung this on me. Then. I like it too. But I think you did well. Like, th- There's a lot of other things we could look at for various teams and, and maybe there were things we'll touch on in other podcasts. But for three weeks into the season, you did very well, Foss. I'm impressed. And I've been pretty busy with work lately, so I haven't actually been paying much attention to the NBA for probably about the past five six days no you did very well on that that little uh, bonus segment well done but that brings us to the end of our fourth episode it's been fun 
It is. We're enjoying this. Um, we're trying a couple more transitions between our segments in this one. So like always, jump on our Instagram and uh, give us some feedback. Uh, we're always trying to improve and get better as we're learning on the fly and we're just trying to really um, enjoy and have fun doing this. And at the moment, all the feedback I've been getting has been pretty positive. Well, that makes two of us. I mean, it's all been positive and we're going to, uh, we're going to launch an additional podcast in the coming days where yep. it's it's just going to be a short short pod it's going to be us discussing a topic that interests us um and something that's not time sensitive everything we've done so far has been time sensitive to the current season so we're just going to throw in a few additional ones we'll make it clear in the names uh, and descriptions of of the pods so that you can figure out which and ones these, are which. these are topics that we normally just uh, talk about when we're sitting on the couch on a friday saturday night and look, jump on our Instagram and give us some topics to talk about. We've had one from Hinchy already with the FIBA stars and the GMs. We'll jump all over them at some point. But yep. if you've got any others, let us know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, catch you on the next episode. See you next week. Catch you guys on the flippity flip.